Well, hello there. Welcome back to episode two of Girly Bits. And this week, it's all about a topic that I love chatting about. Let's get straight into it for episode two and have a chat all about dating. Whether you're loved up, whether you're a single Pringle, whether you're in a relationship and you're thinking, oh, maybe this just isn't for me. Dating can be a bit of a minefield. I definitely think since COVID, everybody's a little bit on the back foot. If you're dating, you could have dating fatigue. You could be just tired of apps. Maybe you're like, I don't know where to meet people. Is it Bumble? Is it Tinder? Is it Hinge? Where do you go? Do you go out on a Saturday night anymore and maybe meet somebody? For me, dating was always a little bit difficult. Um, A lot of my friends are married right now. A lot of them are having babies. Um, But at the same time, I firmly believe that you are in the place in your life for a reason. You shouldn't let society try and push you into a relationship if you're not ready for it or try and push you into a situation that maybe just isn't right for you at the time. I always say to myself, I've been through quite a number of large life experiences. Having lost both of my parents, I feel like, you know, I I like to give myself time to adapt to life, whatever is thrown at me. I won't get into that right now, but I am planning on doing an episode about grief um, and, you know, trying to deal with certain life experiences as the podcast goes on. But anyway, back to the dating. Um, I suppose when you're dating, you know, you could have that college romance. You could have a romance from school. You could, you know, be single while you're in college and playing the dating field. You could be in your 20s and wondering, am I ever going to find somebody? But I think the number one thing is to make sure that you're happy and that you're not settling for anything less than you deserve. I have been through some awful relationships, relationships that drove me around the bend, ones that I probably stayed in longer than I really, really should have. Um, I remember a number of years ago, I was absolutely floored by uh, one particular experience. I was going out with somebody and I thought I was happy out um, in the relationship. You know, things were things were getting to a little bit of a rocky stage where you'd be arguing over stupid stuff. But at the same time, you know, you don't really know whether you're supposed to trust your gut and run for the hills or you just stay and work at it. Um, like if our parents ever had a fight, they'd always stay and work at it. That's what you kind of have ingrained in you. But now, nowadays, you don't always have to do that. So anyway, one day I was sitting in my house. I was getting ready to go to work and I got a phone call from one of my best friends um, asking me if I can find somewhere quiet to take a phone call. So took the phone call and my worst nightmare happened because she told me that she was talking to a girl who knew of me but also that her sister was seeing my boyfriend at the time. So I got down to the I suppose I I did my research I found out who it was I needed to get proof and after I got the proof I confronted him I asked him you know is this true all of that kind of thing and it was true so I made the decision as much as I didn't really want to at the time, I was in shock, everything like that. I made the decision to up and leave and just get out of that situation because it wasn't going to serve me. How can you go and trust somebody after you find out that they have been practically having another relationship as well as going out with you? Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I know that people 
have experienced infidelity and they've decided that, you know, the relationship is worth it and that they want to work through it. And maybe that's the right situation for them. But at this point, I knew in my gut at this time, I was like, "Okay, Louise, trust your gut. And my gut was telling me this is not right. You need to go and be by yourself and learn how to heal from this. Things like that, I'm, I really hope that they don't happen to you if you're listening. But I think they teach you something. They teach you about what you do want in a relationship and certainly what you're not going to put up with. I think after that, I became a lot more resilient. I had to rely on myself a lot more. And it wasn't the end of the world. I think in hindsight now, I was probably right to step away. I was right to go and, you know, go go out and, and be a single Pringle on my own. So I suppose from learning from that experience, even though it happened a good few years ago, I think it's taught me a lot about dating. But there is always more that we can learn. As always, if you want to reach out, if you've got anything that you want to share anonymously, if you want, send me a DM on Instagram, Louise Clark Radio, or you can also send me uh, an email if you want as well, louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com. And I'd love to have a chat to you. Anyway, let's get down to it. I have got a fantastic matchmaker and expert in the dating world to have a chat to us on this week's podcast. It is absolutely brilliant to be inviting Maraid Luckman onto the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Maraid. Without me trying to introduce exactly what you do, because you're a woman of many, many talents, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? And um, yeah, take it from there. Yeah, so my name is Maraid Luckman. I'm a professional matchmaker, dating specialist, and I am also a podcast host myself. So I have two podcasts. One is called Would Like to Meet, where I have expert guests on, Um each week talking about all areas of dating and uh, won an award for that at the podcast awards last year um, and then I also have another podcast called Tough Love with clinical psychotherapist Stephanie Regan she's a relationship expert and we talk about all areas of dating in that as well so um, what a professional matchmaker then does Louise is actually I match people for love so I travel all around Ireland I meet people for consultations in Dublin, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Kilkenny and Mullingar. I get to know them, the type of person they'd like to meet and anything else that might help me to match them. And then I actually arrange their dates for them. So I literally do all the hard work. No need for Tinder, no need for swiping for hours, any of that crack. I literally meet with people and then arrange their dates. This is amazing because I know that um, we've been friends for quite a while and I'm just fascinated by your business because I think people can get so tired by the online dating scene, especially, you know, if you're in your 20s or your early 30s and maybe if you haven't had that boyfriend from college or from school or, you know, somebody that you've met and, you know, there can be quite a stigma sometimes for people going, oh, sure, have you not got a man yet or have you not got a partner yet or have you not settled down yet? And you might be using online dating like tinder bumble whatever um and you're swiping 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 going on the dates but dating has changed so much in the last 10 years yeah so basically tinder actually is only around 10 years so last september tinder celebrated its 10th birthday so if you actually think of how people you know have have evolved and everything like humans have been on this earth for thousands and thousands of years so the only way for people to actually meet each other fall in love have babies have family all this sort of thing was to meet each other in real life and so very often what people would do would meet each other at the weekends I remember when I was a teenager 
and I'm only in my 30s now. Um, but, you know, when I was a teenager, we used to meet each other out on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday night. Some weekends was every every night during the summer. Be all all nights of the week, you know. But we'd meet people and they would ask you out on a date. Um, mobile phones then came in. I know it sounds alien, but uh, we used to then text each other. Um, and then I suppose from there, then obviously online dating came in. And, you know, part of me thinks that online dating is great. I think it's fantastic. Um, but part of me thinks that online dating is the worst thing to happen to dating ever. If you actually think about it, it's such a new phenomenon and how we date and how we meet each other. And it's such a small time if you think of the evolution of humans. Yeah. What actually I would say is it's quite difficult because you are putting yourself out there. But also for your mental health, there's no studies really done on this. But my own personal observation, because I've matched over 7000 people all over Ireland of all ages for matchmaking. And what I actually think is when you start swiping, you know, if you were to meet someone out on a Saturday night. OK, first of all, if you go into a bar and say there's 200 people in the bar, straight away, half of those are men, half of those are women. So there's 100 men if you're a woman or 100, depending or say same sex. But like, if you actually think about that, you can straight away see there's three or four people potentially that you might like there. But you might see he has a girlfriend straight away because he's standing with them. And then, you know, you kind of can can decipher quite quickly. Yeah. Um, you might throughout the night get down to one, maybe two potential guys or girls you think you might be interested in. And like, you might get their number, you might not get their number, but you kind of have to work on it fast enough or you might never see them again. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. It's kind of small enough. You get over quite quickly. Whereas if you're online dating, the risk of regular rejection, because you can swipe up to 100 people in a minute, Mm -hmm. depending on how fast you can swipe, you know. And the thing is, you're talking to so many people that you you get this regular rejection constantly. So it's sore on your heart. Like it actually is. Um, There's nothing worse, that feeling when you're, talking to a person for even a few messages a few days a few weeks and next thing you look at your phone and they're you're completely blocked and you may not have even met this person so you are very exposed we'll say from a, an online dating point of view um what i would say to anybody that is out there dating and that is looking to find somebody for love um just take a moment relax for a minute okay and think to yourself what am i looking for Sometimes we can kind of be more looking for a partner as opposed to the right partner. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to think about who you are and what you're looking for. I also think there's no point in going dating and looking just because all your friends are in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem with that. I would much rather, and I will tell you now, you are 100 times better off to be single than in the wrong relationship. And if you look within your own group of friends, probably... You know, there's one or two of those guys or one or two of those girls within those groups of friends that are, uh, they're they're going to be hard work. They're going to be people that maybe fighting every night they go out or they're going to be not so nice to them or sending them horrible messages or putting lots of pressure on them to send like images or photographs to them and everything like that. You are actually better off to be single than to be dating someone like that. So I would definitely say that if you're on your dating journey, Louise. Absolutely. Um, And I think as well, you know, you need to kind of look after yourself in terms of, you know, the rejection that you can get from from all of these dating apps. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've probably been such an advocate for you and your business over the last um, while, because people often ask me, you know, um, oh, you know, that lady that, you know, uh, for for the dating, the dating advice and she's a matchmaker. Yeah. And, you know, when even if it's I've been at so many hem parties and, you know, obviously 
obviously somebody's getting married so it's like oh are you mm-hmm. single what's the crack how are you getting on do you know like do you know anybody or whatever and I'd be like look if you are unlucky in love and if you're sick of the dating apps if you're sick of all of this why not try matchmaking because I think the stigma has kind of it's gone down a little bit with first of all online dating but also no more than if you had you know a sore arm or a sore head or sore something you're taking your own life into your own hands and going right well there's something I'm not happy about if you're feeling down you might go and talk to somebody a counsellor or something like that but as well as that if you're having struggles when you're dating why not go and talk to somebody who's a professional and you're a matchmaker, you're a professional matchmaker and maybe you can give somebody a better outlook into actually finding love. Tell me a little bit about the process because I think people will be interested in, you know, do you have to like go on five or six dates or, you know, what do you need to do or how does it all work? A lot of people love first dates and it's kind of a little bit like that without the TV crew. So it's completely confidential. Like I meet every single person in person. So you have to meet with me actually in person before I'll send you out on a date. But I also will have met with the people that I'm sending you on a date with as well. As I said, I meet people in Dublin, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Kilkenny and Mullingar. I'm in each of those locations at least once a month, if not every three weeks. And the consultation lasts about a half an hour. I get to know them, the type of person they'd like to meet and then anything else that feel, that I, you know, that helps me to match them. From there, then I actually arrange your date. So I schedule a call with you. The call takes about 10 minutes. I go through the person's profile that I think I, you, sh- you should be going on a date with. And then I arrange the date from there. So I might say, hi, John and Amy, I hope you're looking forward to your date this Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, we'll say in the Radisson Hotel in Athlone. And then I'll say, John, will you please call Amy when you get there and arrange to meet? This is her phone number and then this is his phone number. And then I just say, please confirm that you've received this message and that you will be attending. And then off they go, off they go for a coffee. Um, And then after each of the dates, so if that's to say on a Sunday, like we were saying there is the example. From there, then on the Monday or Tuesday, I give them a call to follow up to see how they got on. Now, I already have said to the guys, you know, if you like her, ask her out again. Sometimes they have the confidence to ask them out there and then on the date, but sometimes they might just send them a message afterwards to say, hope you got home okay. I um, really enjoyed meeting with you. Would you like to meet again? What I say to people then is just have fun. So if you're going on a date, you don't need to be impressing the person. All I would say is just have fun and just be yourself. Be If you're a girl, be the most feminine version of yourself. You don't need to be telling them about all these awards you won in work or how great you are at swimming or all the <laughs> things you can do. Just be yourself, the most authentic version of yourself. Um, what I would say, some people are a little bit shy when it comes to the early stages of dating. Um, you know, if you find natural conversation a little bit difficult, maybe write down some things that are fun to talk about. You know, maybe things that are in the media. Now, obviously, nothing hugely political yeah. or anything stressful or anything like that what are the um, three things religion uh religion money religion and... politics <laughs> I, I say religion politics and uh any like high you know like high profile court cases like do you remember the belfast race rape trial or yes, something like that yes, like there's yes. no need to be talking about something like that on the first date obviously yeah. then as well don't need to be talking about exes whatever especially if you're in your 20s like let's face it it's only kind of a a, a small part of who you are um But I would say to anybody that's in their 20s and dating, and I think this is probably the best advice that I can give them is, you know, our 30s. um, You have to remember that like you for years and years were in school and you're probably living with your parents. You did your leave and search and then you went off to college. For a lot of people, they would have met their first proper partner at that stage and would have spent a lot of time with them. 
I very often find the people that had a very intense relationship in their early 20s or up to their mid 20s, you know, I'm talking a year, two years, three years, anything of that significance very early around the time of their leaving start going to college. What I often find is it can be quite difficult to get over. And the reason being is at that stage, I think your 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 life has been so within its boundaries, we'll say in your late teens, early 20s. But then you kind of get this this kind of level of freedom when it comes to just after college and when you're getting your first job. So you're really only forming properly who you are without any limits. Like it's completely up to you where you work, completely up to you what you study. And so if you were dating someone it's quite intense at that time, they're a huge part of the new person that you're kind of developing into. So I think it's really important at that time, if you do break up with someone to maybe go and talk to a therapist, Mm -hmm. it's not that you're going crazy. It's not that, you know, that there's anything wrong with you. I think it's no harm to reset and get a little bit of perspective on what's important and what's not important. Okay. I would definitely say at that stage, maybe stay single for a while after that. Some people jump from relationship to relationship, I think it's important for you to have a bit of time your own to realize who you are and what you're looking for. I also hear a lot as well, people in their 20s. And there's this whole movement as well of two into you. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I'm finding a lot with people in their 20s and early 30s that they're so accessible 24 hours a day with their partner. Mm -hmm. One of the things I had Women's Aid actually on my podcast this week, one of the things we're talking about is... um, with uh, Snapchat, your location is constantly turned on uh, for a lot of people on Snapchat. First thing I would do is turn that off. Second thing I would do is probably turn off the last scene on my WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter the last the time The amount of people not... that I have heard of in the last, like, I suppose I don't really use Snapchat anymore. But I mean, the amount of people that I've heard of that, like, they've met on Snapchat. Um, and I've heard of mm-hmm. kind of, you know, different scenarios where people are like, well... Um, you know, you're you're playing that game of like delivered or unseen or the message is seen and you're not writing back and all of this. But like technology really is is putting a spanner in the works for relationships, but also it's teetering on the edge of becoming toxic as well. Yeah. And I think it's really important if anybody is dating not to be kind of caught up with that stuff, like turn off the last scene on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I do as well. Like that yeah. stuff would drive you insane. So it, it would, does. Okay? And it doesn't matter if he's not texting you back. That says a lot. I really do believe that. Um, and stop putting all your eggs in one basket. Stop thinking, okay, I really, really like this person. I think another important point that we look at um, is when you start dating somebody, and I think this is the most important thing that we're going to say today, Louise, is what dating is, is two people just getting to know each other. Okay, now there's an unconscious thing that happens around the third date, especially for women is what I would say. When you go on your first date, you're kind of getting to know them. You kind of decide, like you go into that date. Okay, you might think to yourself, I hope, really hope they like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, you shouldn't be going into a date thinking, oh, I really hope they like me. Actually, what you should be going into the date going, I hope I like them. And if I don't, if they don't like me, it's none of my business because it's irrelevant. Of the 7,000 people that I have sent on dates, I follow up with all of them. And I mean, 90% of the time, if that person doesn't want to go out with the with their date again, it's usually something to do with them. It's very little, you know, very little times is it something to do with the person they were on their date. So if they don't want to see you again, it probably has nothing to do with you. It can be something as silly as, you know what, I've just started a new job. I probably don't have time for this. Or they were going on the date before they even met you and thought to themselves, hmm. 
I don't know if I, I have the energy for this because they might be stu- they might be suffering from dating fatigue anyway. Yeah. So those sorts of things, first of all, is really important. The second date, then what happens is you're still kind of getting to know each other. If it's a date from online, by the way, the first time you meet them is not a first date. The first that's the first time you meet them is just a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. The second time you meet them is a first date. So stop thinking you're not getting these first dates. The reason being is you might be swiping on people. You might be getting on great with them over text messages yeah yeah. okay and you might think to yourself oh my god we have this great connection everything is great this is fake because you haven't met them first of all second of all the more you talk to them over text messages the thing that is going to happen to you is the halo effect you're going to convince yourself that they're the right type of person for you so psychologically you're going to start thinking to yourself oh my god they're a perfect match because you fill in the blanks they're not sitting in front of you you can't see their facial expressions you can't see that weird thing they do that they scrunch up their nose too much when they laugh it makes them look a little bit crazy or something you know you can't see any of that you fill in the blanks blanks call a halo effect and you think this person is your perfect match then what happens excuse me then what happens is you go on the date and within probably five seconds you know if you've got chemistry or not and it's nothing to do with them misrepresenting themselves although they might or it's nothing to do with you misrepresenting yourself although you might what actually is, that's when the chemistry kicks in. And how chemistry works is you've got pheromones, they've got pheromones, and the pheromones bounce off each other. And essentially, your bodies are trying to figure out that if at some stage you were to have babies, would they have a diverse gene pool? And that is what chemistry is. So it's actually nothing to do with you if you don't have chemistry. It's not like, oh, I should have worn a different dress or I should have worn red lipstick or anything like that. It actually is your bodies are like, you're not compatible. That's so There's so many things before you even say the word hello to that person. That's unbelievable. And I think we're putting so much pressure on ourselves. Now, if you think of the flip side of that, if you met someone out on a Saturday night or a Friday night in a nightclub, first of all, you're not going to have that. You're not going to go on a date with them if you know straight away you're not going to have chemistry. Mm-hmm. So straight away, you're not going to get that extra fatigue that you might have had of being in the talking stage for two weeks online and then actually having to get dressed up, going to meet them. And the initial you know, figuring out whether or not you've got chemistry. You'll have missed out all of that if you meet someone in real life versus if you met them online. So now can you see the difference? Because regardless, you you driving away from that date, regardless of whether you have chemistry or not, one, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, still, I hope they liked me. But you you know that you liked each other because you know chemistry. And second of all, you kind of think to yourself, I'm now exhausted. I need a little break. Yeah. From that just literally three minutes or whatever, kind of figuring it out. So... That's, I think, really important advice for anybody that is dating and that is online dating before they get there. When you're going on your date, just go to have fun and try to figure out, would you like to meet them one more time? The only question you should ask yourself at the end of the first time you meet them, would I like to meet them one more time? But as I was saying there about the third date, and the reason I say this unconsciously, I think a lot of women decide after the third date that, yes, they would like this is the person for them. Like, this is my forever person. Like, that extent. On the third date, that person is still a stranger. Like, you know people that, you know, that work behind the bar in the local pub longer than you know this person. Yet you're deciding you unconsciously that you'd like to spend the rest of your life with them. So it's really important that you don't start hyping them up. That you don't start thinking to yourself, oh my God, they're a perfect person. You need to slow it all down. You need to get real with yourself now. They are still a stranger. You're still only getting to know them. Very often at this stage, a guy might say to you, "Eh, I just let you know I'm actually married. And you might even consider it at this stage. Okay, well, I do really like him. Yeah. I would like to remind you, you've still only met him three times. He's still a stranger. So it's really important. 
where do you lie on the whole, um, you know, kissing on the first date? Um, you know, the sparks might be flying. There could be a few, mm. um, you know, you could be out on a night out and then somebody's like, oh, come back to mine. And um, how do you, where do you <laughs> fall on all of that kind of stuff? Look, let's be realistic. There's no rules about dating. So all the stuff that I'm going to tell you today is just to help you on your journey. Okay, yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep you safe. And it's also to keep your mind not from losing your mind, basically, with all this dating, because it is difficult and you are emotionally involved when it comes to potentially kissing on a first date. What's a kiss? What about it? OK, but I will say sex on a first date. And I think it's important to talk about this or going back to someone's house on the first date. There is a whole lot of information on neuroscience. OK, so neuroscience are the receptors on your brain. They know so little about it, okay? It's to do with your hormones, it's to do with all the chemicals in your brain and everything like that. However, the science behind it is when a woman sleeps with a man, um, all these like love hormones are released. So dopamine, your adrenaline, oxytocin, all of these things, because essentially your body's like, oh my God, this is the person I love. So this is half the reason as well. Your body now thinks if, as soon as you sleep with a guy, you think that you're now in love with this person. Now, your brain might be like, mm, didn't really like him. He snored. He wasn't that great. Whatever you want to say, right? But your body is thinking, oh my God, I really need more of him. I need more hugs. I need to see him more and everything like that because your body now thinks that you're in love. So now if you are thinking to yourself, okay, you've only met this person once. So your body now thinks you're in love. Your brain is like going, when can we see him again? Yeah. But again, he's a stranger. So Two different things. Safety, you shouldn't be bringing anybody back to your house or you shouldn't be going back to anybody's house on the first date. Or the first five times you meet them, realistically, they're still strangers and, you know, stranger danger and safety and all that sort of thing. But the other side of it is that your body's going to think that you're in love and therefore you're missing all the red flags. You're missing the yeah. fact that potentially he could be married. You're missing the fact that he spoke to you really badly. The, you're missing the fact that, um, you know, he's not that bright, that he's kind of got no no crack he's no personality whatever it is he's got like no life plans he's working in a crap job all of these things and so you are actually getting in the way of yourself so the real thing i would say to you is actually think of the clarity like please don't make any big decisions until you've met them like 10 times yeah and that makes so i'm not much saying sense. don't have sex with them for 10 times okay i'm not saying that either mm. okay because it's the realistic side of things but i am saying though is there are no rules if you have already and you want to pull back. But I just want you to know, remember two days in, three dates in, that you now think that you love this person, but you actually don't. It's your body thinks you are, but you need to get real and just have a moment of clarity and think to yourself, this is all the hormones in my body. I need to remove myself from this. Is that this actually the sort of person that I would like to be with? And second of all, if there are red flags at this stage, listen to them. We don't ignore red flags and we certainly don't collect them. And I also think it's a really important thing for people to realize is if it doesn't feel right in your gut, like trust your gut. OK, unless yeah. you are always making the wrong decisions and your gut doesn't tell you anything, then you need to kind of maybe have a more obvious conversation with yourself. But like trust your gut, first of all. And second of all, the word no is a full sentence. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a guy that's very, very pushy, same like no is everything if they keep on pushing after that they've no respect for your boundaries and that is the biggest red flag you need if they keep on pushing you after you've said no or if you said you don't want to do something or you don't like something that's it 
like I, there's no more after that no thank you bye bye um, so Mairead I suppose there's going to be lots of people who are really interested in what you do and the advice that you have I suppose about dating in general but what happens if maybe you are whatever age you might be doesn't matter what age you are but you've got no dating experience maybe you're too afraid to go on dating apps maybe you're too afraid to approach somebody but like maybe you just haven't had the opportunity to go on a date or get any experience in dating at all have you got advice for anybody like that Louise I actually think that this is way more common than people think yeah you know and I don't think there's anything to be you know afraid of ashamed of nervous about anything like that okay so if anybody hasn't any dating experience or it's very limited dating experience first of all people come to me of all ages and I mean fabulous people come to me of all ages that you know haven't a huge amount of dating experience maybe they worked too hard at school maybe they lived out the country when all their friends were kissing in town whatever it is it doesn't matter what the reason is okay what I would say first of all is have a little look to yourself and think to yourself okay what's kind of holding me back if there's something kind of holding you back like you get very nervous or you're a very shy person or you know you might self-sabotage a little bit where you kind of run away from any sort of, uh, you know, of of action, you know, or, or any sort of romantic encounters. It might also be a case that you might have had something traumatic. So first of all, I would look at what, what is holding you back. Now, for most people, the only reason they haven't met someone is because they're not meeting new people or they don't meet enough new people. And I think that's very important just to kind of realise. But if this case that it's going on and on, you would like to, to get going. First of all, I would try online dating. OK, so don't be afraid of it. That's the other thing with online dating. There's nothing wrong with it, but you just need to do it. Do it. Um, we say mindfully is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and be a little bit resilient to the rejection and to the whole process of it. First of all, um, I would also say maybe start talking to people a lot more. People saying hello when you're out and about. But you know, if you are doing a little bit of online dating, go on a date, see how you get on. If they're not the right person for you, please don't be starting to get back up in the worst and get going again, basically. OK, just keep on swiping. They're not real people until you're actually dating them, until you've been on two or three dates with them. That doesn't mean you treat them disrespectfully. It means that you just don't get traumatized by it or you don't get emotionally kind of drained from it. If it's a case that you've never even had a kiss or if it's a case that you have never had sex or anything like that, I think this is a lot more common as well than we than we think. So go at your own pace. If you're out and about and, you know, you do go on dates and you see how you get on, if they go to kiss you at the end of the first date, just say, look, I'm just not ready yet. Maybe when we know each other a little bit more. Actually, that is a great line for everything. You know, if a guy even says to you, on a first date, you want to come up to my, you want to come back to my house or a night out, you want to go back to my house. And just even saying to them something like, I'd love to, but to be honest, not yet. I'd need yeah. to know, I'd need to go on a few more dates with you before that. Like anybody that doesn't respect that, they're not worth dating anyway. So just move on. So if you just bear that in mind. um, As well, if there is something holding you back, maybe talk to a therapist. Um, I have the podcast Tough Love with Stephanie Regan. She's a clinical psychotherapist. I would say maybe book in a Zoom call with her. She's very good. Um, or if it's the case you want to talk to someone like myself, even just send us an email here at lovehq.ie and we'll figure out, do you need to have a consultation or is it do you just need a 10 minute phone call with myself and we'll have a chat. But there are a lot of people that it's something is holding them back. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but I would say anything that stops you doing anything in your life that you would like to do or like to experience is going to be some sort of block. So you need to m- remove that. Very often, sometimes it's for people, it is just a case of, you know, just maybe doing things a little bit quietly, you know, going on a date, going somewhere, obviously, public, that's safe, 
Um, also, when you're going on your dates, maybe don't tell loads of people because they can yeah. start typing you up or slagging you or keep on asking them worse than two weeks after a disaster date. Your friend's going, oh, how'd you get out with that guy? Are you, you know, going to get married? Oh, yeah, I know. It's all this. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. So if there is anything holding you back, think about really just think about what it is that's holding you back. Um, if it's nervousness as well, I understand it can be nerving. Um, dating is out of everybody's comfort zone. There was nobody that was just born great at dating. I know you might think that really confident girl down the road or the girl that's had boyfriends since she was 14 or 15. You know what? She might be exhausted. Mm -hmm. She might have very low boundaries and maybe put up with a lot more than you. So don't be, you know, don't be pitting yourself off others as well. If you're the only person in your friend group that's single, don't be thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I have to do this very quick. You don't have to. There's no right time. Who says you have to get married in your 20s or 30s? Who says you have to have kissed somebody by this stage? Do you have to have sex by this stage? Whatever. None of it. None of it is relevant. Everybody is on their own journey. Um, And like, let's face it, if they're all getting married in their 20s, you're like 50% have dodged the chances of getting married three or four times throughout your (laughs) lifetime, you know, so statistically you might be better off exactly and like it should be a bit of fun you should enjoy the process of dating um you know and and you know finding your your person um but Mairead yeah. thank you so 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 much for coming on to the podcast it's a pleasure as always to have a chat to you but I suppose if anybody wants to reach out if they want to know more about matchmaking or your podcast or even if they just want to follow you online where would be the best place to go yeah so my website and my instagram is lovehq.ie I have my podcast then is also on the website, but it's called Would Like to Meet and it's on all podcast platforms. And then I have another one called Tough Love Podcast. Um, it's also on all podcast platforms. So give us a listen. Oh, super stuff. Mairead Luckman from Love HQ. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast and I look forward to chatting to you again really soon. Thanks, Louise. A pleasure as always. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Mairead Luckman and you should definitely check out her podcasts. And um, yeah, if you've got any feedback or you want to reach out to me, you can send me a DM on Instagram, Louise Clark Radio, or you can also give me a shout on email, louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com. And whether you're a single Pringle or you're in a relationship, I hope you enjoyed that chat. And um, maybe I did a bit of oversharing, but you know what? It's nice to be honest. It's nice to be open. I think sometimes on social media, um, we only share what we want people to see you know it's all the good things but um, I've definitely had my fair share of crazy relationships and I think if I've learned anything over the last number of years is just not to put up with something that you don't align with so if you're not happy in a situation definitely reach out for help because you are an amazing person and you deserve the world as corny as it sounds but we are we work hard we're fantastic and I don't think anybody should settle for anything less than they deserve anyway I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast I look forward to bringing you another episode of Girly Bits next week if you want to catch up on any of the other episodes you can check them out on your Spotify or or wherever you like to download your podcasts. And you can also give me a follow at Louise Clark Radio on Instagram. I'll talk to you later.